yeah, you have this expensive piece of paper that you just got from the University of Connecticut, but that's that's not the lifestyle that's cut out for you. So two years of just mentally beating yourself up over it, saying, yeah, this isn't this isn't your lifestyle. You're not you're not cut out to fit this mold was really, really tough on myself, which I didn't know at the time. Like, like you just described, there's, there's always a yes somewhere down the line at the end of the tunnel. You just have to, like you said, find that right lid. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow here, and today I have Ryan King on the show, and he uh, he owns King Landscape Design. He tells a story about getting out of school and struggling for a couple of years, constantly being told no, and then finally getting an opportunity. And then once he had that opportunity, building the confidence to grow from $0 in revenue to over being responsible for over $5 million in revenue a season. So his story is awesome. He's a great guy. And uh, we share a lot about the the entire sales process, working with clients and listening. Very important part. So if you're in, you know, the landscape design build environment and uh, you need a little bit of extra advice and or sharpening of your sword, this is the episode for you. Hey, Ryan, I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. You know, we share a similar story when it comes to starting off and getting going in, the, in this outdoor living world and being designers and trying to cut our teeth out there and, and show the world what we're capable, you know, the, the gifts that God put in us to, to then show and, and share them with the world. And I wanted to bring you on here today because um, I just think that, uh, you know, your story is amazing. And I know that it's going to inspire a lot of people out there listening, especially if they are outdoor living or landscape or hardscape contractors. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Yeah, thanks so much, Josh. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, dude. So why don't we just jump right into it? So tell us a little bit about how you got started, and uh, you know, tell us something about you know those early days when you got started in the outdoor living design space. Yeah. So when when I first started out, I graduated from the University of Connecticut with my degree in landscape architecture back in 2014. Um, and when I graduated, I just I thought I had it all figured out. Thought. Um, Thought it was going to be smooth sailing after graduation. I mean, I was I was extremely passionate about design all through college, had an incredible time, um, and then after graduation, started applying for for various de- design jobs um, all across the state, and quickly found myself um, not getting too many calls back. Uh, a lot of people saw my resume as as being a younger guy, fresh out of college, not a lot of experience, so. Just to get a call back for an interview, I found to be extremely difficult. Um, and then I went on various job interviews. I thought they went phenomenal, um, showed up my portfolio, everything. And and once again, just wasn't getting the calls back like I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and started started to just develop a little bit of frustration because I, here I am, fresh out of college. Me personally thought I had everything figured out and, um, and no one wanted to... Uh, to just give me a shot just to see kind of what I had to offer. Um, 
So two years actually ended up going by um, where we're just kind of going through the process and, and wasn't really getting any traction. Um, so just started to develop a lot of frustration and kind of just started accepting the fact that maybe, maybe this is what it is. Maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for all the, all the goals that I had set and all the ambition that I was looking to accomplish. But, um, I, uh, actually ended up having one day where just a really, really rough day, a lot of, a lot of frustration built up. Um, and I figured why not give it one more shot? Went home that night. Um, went online, just Googled landscape, landscape design jobs. And I figured, let me give this one more shot, see what I can develop, see what I can find. And, um, found this company out in South Windsor called the Baylor brothers. And, figured why not give them a shot? Why not apply and, and see what happens? I had, I had nothing to lose at that point. Um, but I knew that I, I drastically wanted to make a change in, in my lifestyle because the, the past two years since graduation just wasn't headed in the right direction in terms of accomplishing the goals that I personally had set for myself. Um, so I, I applied to, to the Baylor brothers out in South Windsor, Connecticut, and was was pretty nervous just to just to apply alone because they were about an hour and 20 minutes away from from where I was living. But um, I figured if even if they wanted to just give me an opportunity, if there was a slight chance of it, that um, it'd be worth a shot because I, I, I had nothing else. So I, I, I applied, um, didn't think much of it just because of the past two years. And then sure enough, a, a, a few weeks later, ended up getting a phone call. Um, from Tom Baylor, who was the owner at the time. And he, uh, he loved my portfolio, loved what he saw on my resume and, and ended up calling me out for, uh, for a job interview. So obviously I was super excited for, for the opportunity because I, I didn't get many of them over the past two years and um, went out there, had a, had a great interview with them. Um, the only thing that had me nervous at the time was, all the interviews I had, I, I thought went great as well. I thought, <laughs> I thought I did a great job in all my interviews. So, yeah, yeah. So I left the job interview that day, obviously very hopeful to, to land it. But again, just, just over the past two years, had a lot of doubt in my mind, not a lot of confidence at the time. Um, so a couple of weeks went by one day, I, I see my phone ring instantly recognized the phone number um, and got extremely excited because no one ever called me back. So they, um, they, uh, I answered the phone. It was Tom again. He wanted to have me out for a second job interview. Obviously, super ecstatic at the time. Um, just a just an opportunity for me that I wasn't getting. And um, went out there for a second job interview. Um, sat down with them. They uh, they slid a job offer across the table. And what they didn't know at the time was it didn't it didn't matter what that job offer was. I knew I was gonna accept that job offer because this this might have been the only opportunity that I get to really just kind of break free and head down this path of success that um that I was striving for um so I was just super ecstatic um accepted the job and then and shortly after started the spring of 2016 I love that dude I love it and you know what you know as designers it is really tough I remember in the early days you know I just got out out of out of uh, trade school I went for architectural design, mechanical engineering, all that. It was a two-year program. I was starting a business at the time. I was just juggling a lot of stuff. And you know, I got out. And the only reason why I even went was because my mother's like, you know what? 
I'd be the first in my family to go to any kind of trade school or college, right? The first, yeah. she's like, you know what? This could be a good, you know, fallback in case, you know, whatever else you have planned. And I had no plans, Ryan. Like yeah, yeah. I was working at my family's garden center. I didn't have a big vision of life. Like I was just yeah. coasting, you know, I was like, all right, yeah. just gonna need to make money. I want to start my life. I want to do all these things. And so going to school was something that was a backup plan, right? In case everything falls apart, at least you got something, a piece of paper you can show somebody. And yeah. I remember coming out and starting saying, what if I mix this? And we started our outdoor uh, design build company. Like, what if we mix what I've learned there into mm -hmm. this world, right? And and in the beginning, to your point, I mean, you were looking for a job. I was looking for clients to say yes to me as well. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where our parallels line up here. And man, how many no's I was told. Yeah. I mean, I could write a book just on all the no's and all the inner dialogue that was going on. Like, you're never going to be enough. Why the hell are you keep doing this? Why do you keep trying? There's no point. This is not who you are. Exactly. You don't come from the right stock. You don't you know, you didn't go to the big Ivy League school. You're not a landscape architect. That was a big one for me. Like yeah. you are, but I wasn't, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, like, and if you don't have that degree, no one's gonna hire you. That's why they're not hiring you. And man, those exactly. those saboteurs were just running roughshod over my my life. And I was like, yeah. man, I don't believe that because I know I want to add value and I can. I just gotta keep hitting that wall until it breaks through. Yeah. And eventually we started just like you did with Tom, right? Eventually I started getting like, Well, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. I'm like, oh, they said yeah. yes. Exactly. How many no's did I have to go through to get a yes? Holy exactly. moly. But it taught a lesson. And yeah. I hope this is the lesson that you learned as well, right? It taught this lesson that no matter how many no's you get, there's always a yes. Every no is yeah. one step closer to a yes. As okay. long as you're coming from your heart and you're leading morally and all that good stuff, right? But yeah. when you're focused on helping people and you might get a lot of no's, it's not a no to you as right. Ryan or to Joshua. It's a no to your offer. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's exactly. not personal, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. I would wire all of that internally as personal. Like they were saying, no, I wasn't good enough yeah. or my skills weren't good enough. But no, it was just the wrong lid for the wrong pot. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's not that they hate cooking. So was that an experience that you had as well? Like how did you manage all those no's as you kept going forward and kept the faith? Yeah. So that's exactly it. So those Two years after graduation, 2014 to 2016, I was going through that same process as you just described, just yeah. constantly beating myself up saying, you're not cut out for this. Like, this isn't the lifestyle for you. Um, yeah, you have this expensive piece of paper that you just got from the University of Connecticut, but that's that's not the lifestyle that's cut out for you. So two years of just mentally beating yourself up over it, saying, yeah, this isn't this isn't your lifestyle. You're not you're not cut out to fit this mold um, yep. was really, really tough on myself, but um, which I didn't know at the time, like, like you just described, there's, there's always a yes somewhere down the line at the end of the tunnel. You just have to, like you said, find that right lid. I, I obviously didn't know that at the time, fresh out of school. Um, but I'm extremely fortunate that I kept pushing forward because I could have easily just settled into that, that mold and just accepted my fate and, and, kept plugging along, doing what I was doing, just not being happy every day. Um, so yeah. it just was a, it was, um, which I didn't know at the time, it was just an amazing blessing that something in me kept telling me to push forward because there was yeah. some light at the end of the tunnel that I was striving for, which at the time I didn't know what it was, but obviously now it's evolving into something incredible. Absolutely, dude. But every one of those knows helped you become the man that sits here having this conversation right exactly. now. So listeners out there, if you're getting a lot of knows right now, 
it's part of the process. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you don't get to skip this part. Yeah. You just yeah. have this is what teaches you how to learn. This teaches you what you need to be either become or learn something within your personality. Maybe it's sales. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just have a hard time communicating the value because everyone else is, is better than that at you. Cause that, that, that's, what's always my thing. Everyone else must be a better salesperson than me. Like right. why I must suck at this. Exactly. Right? What, my, my designs are amazing. Why don't they work? And you know what the problem was, Ryan, yeah. I wasn't listening to my clients. Exactly. I was telling them what I thought was best, not what they wanted. Exactly. Did you ever have that problem? Right. It's like, yeah. no, I know better. I'm a designer. Yeah. You might have $25,000, but this $250,000 solution, it's so much better yeah. than what you asked me for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's one of the interesting interesting things that I've learned is when my first couple months at Baylor Brothers, when I was doing sales and design, I had I had no sales background at all whatsoever. Um, And my design background had nothing to do with outdoor living or or residential design. It was all large college campuses, city planning, stuff like that that they teach you in school. So I was going on all these sales appointments. And I was, I was talking the talk, explaining to them all the details about the construction process, the design process, everything. I thought I was selling these people and, and telling them all the right things. But once again, I found myself, everyone just telling me, no, no, no. And I was like, I was like, what am I doing wrong? I was like, I'm telling everyone what, what they want to hear. I'm, 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 I'm talking the talk. I'm telling them all the details they want to hear. And once again, I found myself, everyone telling me no. Um, and what I, what I struggled with is I was getting flashbacks to the job application process. I was like, Mm -hmm. here we go again. We're going down this same road. And I was like, I was like, I got to change something or else the Baylor brothers, these guys who gave me the opportunity, they're going to instantly regret it because I'm not, I'm not fulfilling the, the job need that they have for me. And then, did you ever feel like an imposter during that time? Like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm in the wrong yeah. place. Like what if they figure out that I don't know what the hell I'm that's, doing? That's exactly what I was thinking the entire time. I was like, these guys are going to yeah. figure out that I really have no idea what I'm doing right now. Like <laughs> I was just like, I was like, this is, this, if, if something doesn't change, this is, is not going to end well. Um, yeah. And one, uh, I'll never forget this sales appointment because this sales appointment stood out to me and, and I'll always remember it. I went out to this client's house um, and pull in the driveway. The The lawn probably hasn't been mowed in over a month. Um, there was trash barrels in the driveway overflowing with trash. And I was like, I was like, here we go. We're going to spend another two hours with this customer. Going to, going to draw something for them, explain to them the full process. And it's just going to be a, be a waste of two hours right out the window. And then as I, as I started my process, I was like, Hey, I'm just going to give it my best shot, see what happens. And, and the customer said, yeah, all we want is a walkway, um, to connect to our patio in the backyard. And that's it. So I was like, all right, fine. I quickly sketched out a simple walkway, sketched out a very simple patio, and then was buttoning up my presentation, gave them their pricing. And right as I was about to leave, they said, okay, can we write you a check today? And I was like, in my head, I was like, write me a check. I was like, what's this guy talking about? Like, he wants to just buy this project from me. Like no one, no one was telling me yes. And, and obviously I just played it off. I was like, yeah, write us a check for X amount of dollars and we'll get you scheduled and get started. And what I realized was as I was driving away, that was the first client that I actually listened to, to what they were telling me. I wasn't trying to wow them with some fancy presentation. I wasn't trying to upsell them on decorative sitting walls or lighting or landscaping. I simply 
sketched out a simple walkway, sketched out a very simple square patio in the backyard and gave them pricing. And that's what the client wanted. They just wanted exactly what they had in mind. And, and that was it, which I was totally overcomplicating the process. And to this day, it's, it's one of the biggest lessons that stuck with me is just take a step back and listen to what the homeowners need or, or whoever your clientele, even if you're not in the landscape industry, listen to what the person's telling you because they're, they're giving you all the answers just to get that. Yes. From that, from that homeowner. Dude, you can be more spot on when it comes to listening. And as men, that's a tough thing, yeah. right? We, we think, cause we got to come out and we got to be the professional air quotes guys listening, yeah. right? The professional <laughs> out there that we have to have this big, you know, pomp and circumstance and like, Oh yeah, you might want that walkway back to that patio, but here we can do a water slide. We can run you through a tunnel. Yeah. We can have you come in from the side yard. You can jump over this, like all of these ideas. Cause we're designers. We love to create cool stuff, yeah. but all of those things that you're telling them that they would potentially benefit from, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with sharing your ideas. Yeah. That's not my point yeah. here. My point is Oftentimes we want it to be the way we want it to yeah. be, as opposed to listening and letting our clients guide us on really what they want. Because yeah. at the end of the day, Ryan, they're not just looking for a walkway and a patio. They're looking for what those spaces provide them emotionally. Exactly. A space for family to come together. It's a space that they can feel really proud of working hard for. Now they can finally own this. And they're, maybe they're the first generation that has something like this in their backyard. So there's so many emotional connectors to this. It's not just about the pavers, the walkway, that right. whatever it might be. Right. So actively listening when mrs jones is talking or mr jones are talking and listening to what they have to say and not being the first to talk mm -hmm. but being the first to listen yep. that is the secret to any good communication or sales i mean if that's the only thing you learn from this podcast today and if you're the kind of person like i was mm -hmm. where i thought i had to go back and put on a show for them and tell them like they said we just need a walkway and a patio in the back and i've had those exact clients and i'm thinking like sweet there's gonna be landscaping and lighting where's that water feature fit? Yeah. like and i got this water feature i saw it on house it's like this massive steel structure it's gonna be so cool yeah. back there and they're like we don't want any exactly. of that you didn't listen to exactly. me. Well, you just listen to what I yeah, want. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I found too is, is once I started to actually listen to these homeowners um, and, and really just kind of absorb what they were telling me, then that's, that's what was going to start developing the trust in our relationship. Because obviously the, the biggest yeah. thing you want to do with these people is the, the homeowners are going to be spending a lot of money with you in, in, uh, in a luxurious business where you don't need to, you don't need a patio at your house. You don't need uh outdoor kitchen or fire feature. So if someone's going to write you a check for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for this project, they're going to want a hundred percent trust in you. And they're going to want to have a relationship with you where they can talk with you. They know you're not going to take advantage of them in, in terms of the money. Um, so what I found was when I, when I started listening to these homeowners wants and needs, I was building this relationship with them building the trust and the rapport. And then I could start expanding on the ideas I had. So maybe maybe my first design with them was just that walkway and patio. But then as we developed that relationship, then maybe I showed them in a nice 3D design, a, a decorative sitting wall with landscape lighting on it, or maybe a water feature off the corner of their patio with some more lighting on it. So what I found is that when when you're first going out to these appointments or, or first meeting with this homeowner, just like we're talking about, just taking your time, listening to their wants and needs, building that relationship, developing that rapport with them, and then start expanding on your ideas and, and really transforming that patio into an incredible outdoor living space.
A hundred percent. And I want to share with the listeners a way that they can, if, if they, if they do nothing else in their sales process, a way that they can automatically connect with people and, and show a much better rapport and build trust faster than anything. It's a simple, simple process. So when Mrs. Jones says something like, hey, I would really like to have a patio that I can sit back and drink coffee on on a Sunday. And Mr. Jones says, you know what? I really would love to have um, you know, a, a barbecue area that I can sit with the guys and smoke cigars on, on Tuesday nights. And, you know, then, and she says, you know what, I'd really like to have a fence in the backyard because that really helps keep my dog. And I worry so much about that little guy running off because the neighbor's got a big dog over there and you write down those things as they're talking. And then you say, okay, Mrs. Jones, Mr. Jones, this, you know, I know you're looking for that patio that you can sit back and drink coffee. I know that you're looking for that outdoor kitchen area where you can sit around with your buddies on Tuesday night and smoke cigars. And, and we definitely want to make sure we include that fence to keep little Fifi here from getting butchered by yeah, the neighbor's yeah. dog, right? Did I hear that right? Exactly. That alone will shift everything for you. Being that active using their words and taking uh, what we call it, you know, basically taking inventory of their yep. words, taking that inventory and saying, well, you don't have to write every single word they write down, but the idea, the context around what they're trying to explain, because using out of thousands or hell millions of words they could pick from, they chose that frame of word to describe a picture in their mind. Exactly. They're trying to give you that picture. The chance of it being the same is almost zero. Mm -hmm. So we, we repeat that back to them. And then we say, look, if there's something in there that you don't fully understand, maybe it is about maybe the patio sitting there, you know, drinking coffee in a patio. Okay. What kind of furniture would you be sitting in drinking coffee right. out there? Oh, it'd be a nice club chair. Okay. That sounds good. And what are you looking at when you're, you know, drinking your coffee? What do you want to be looking at? I want to be looking at the sunset because it faces due mm -hmm. west. Okay, perfect. Is there anything that blocks that now? No, there's nothing to block. Do you see how you're giving them the paintbrushes? They're laying out what they want exactly. and you're listening. Do you think anyone else out there is doing that? Right. Exactly. And that's that's a perfect point because what I found exactly like you said is when, when that homeowner's talking, they're, they're painting that picture. And what I'm doing is I have my iPad out or notepad out and I'm just writing down every detail they describe because like you're saying, I want to make sure I bring mm -hmm. that up again just to reiterate it. And let them know that I'm hearing what they're saying, but also so I have it written yeah. down. So when I get in front of my computer and start drawing it up, I know everything that I need to nail to hit their goals. Yes, 100%. And when you can repeat back to them what they've said for you word for word in their words, there's nothing more personal. It's almost like using their yep. name, right? That's another big one, just as far as rapport and trust building, to remember their name. And I struggle yeah. with that, dude. I struggle with names like really, I actually have to write yeah, them same down. Here. <laughs> like, I'm glad that this, I'm glad this podcast thing has yeah. your name at the bottom because I honestly would be like, Ryan, yeah. it's Ryan, right? But it's about being that yeah. present and it's about making that a priority. Yeah. Some people, it's really easy. They just remember names. It's not a big deal. Others have to actually work for that. And when they work for that, they actually have to, you know, make it a priority that it's, it's something that they're actually yeah. going to do. So when it, when they think, okay, write it down. Maybe you say it three or four times before you go into the meeting, use their words, use their names. Cause that is such a powerful yeah. way to connect. And it doesn't have to be like, Hey Ryan, what do you think, Ryan? All right, Ryan, exactly. yeah. right, Ryan, we got this yeah. Ryan, right? You <laughs> yeah. don't want to do that. It's like salt sprinkled yeah. here and there just to make sure you, you pull them back in with their name. You'll, you will notice a physiological change. You will see a body language yep. shift when you use their names in like salt here and there to bring them back into the conversation. So you've personalized that time. So these are such basic free 
details that will change the way you uh, approach and interact yeah. with your clients. And that's what I found too. I mean, it's, I, I am, like you said, I'm terrible with names. So when I would, when I would go up to the homeowner and, and I've been talking to the husband on the phone or talking to the wife on the home phone and I shake the other person's hand, I don't even, I don't even hear what their name is. So what I found is as soon as they say their name, I just quickly make a little note on my notepad and then we just continue on with the conversation, yeah. which just so everyone yeah. knows it's, I'm not going on these appointments and, and remembering all these names. It's, it's hard. So you just make a little note yeah. on your pad and if you need to glance down at it and just like you said, make it a natural conversation piece where you just bring up their name here and there. Yeah. And when you write it down, you start to remember exactly. it. There is, that's why taking notes in school or at a seminar is so important because you're not just hearing it. You're actually writing it down. It's a whole different process right. in the brain. So you actually connect better with it. Uh, so Again, little tips and tricks listeners out there that we've learned along the you know this process in order to make a better, more connective, trust-based relationship. Because when people trust, no like and trust, right? When they trust you, there's a higher probability that they're going to have you do something right. with them, that you're going to build a relationship that's strong enough to support an entire exactly. project. Maybe it's 5,000, maybe it's 50,000, maybe it's 500 yeah. plus. Like it, but it all starts, we're all human. We have the same wants and needs when it comes to that. People want to be heard. They want to be listened to all of those kinds of things. And if we're not doing that yeah. currently, slow down. That's what I had to do. I just slow down and realize this is not the Joshua show. This is about yeah. the clients and really putting that ego aside, putting that pride aside and focusing on how can I serve this client to the highest level of my abilities right now when I make it all about exactly. them, not about me. I am here to listen. I am a detective mm -hmm. trying to crack the case. What is the best solution for this right. client? based on what they've told me. And I'm going to offer a bunch of different ideas because that's what they want me for to solve the problem. But I'm going to make sure that they're a part of this dance too and not just me out there freestyling. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and you said it perfect right there too is solving the problem. The, the biggest thing is, and I don't even like to use the word salesperson or sales because really what, what helped me transform my mindset is, is I'm, not, I'm not going out to these people to sell them on anything. I'm, I'm literally going out to their house to solve a problem that they have. They, they currently have a, a bland backyard with, with nothing going on. So they want to transform that into a space where they can entertain their friends and family. So I'm not going out there to sell them a patio. I'm going out there to solve this problem where they currently have nowhere to entertain and, and they want to create this beautiful space mm -hmm. that they can have friends and family over to. That's, that's absolutely true. And that's, that's a, the whole context of what we do, right? It's not pavers and square footage and patios and seating walls. That's all the functions that get what they want emotionally, which is that space yeah. for connectivity, right? And to be able to look at and be proud of what they're working hard for. It helps them deep down justify the, all those long hours and times they had to say no to their family because they can provide that swimming pool and that space that they can come together on a Saturday or Sunday, invite all their friends over and be like, look, all my hard work exactly. is worth it. It's exactly. right here. Right, my family can come together. I don't feel guilty anymore because I'm working so hard, so I can provide this exactly. for them. That's where we got to get into as designers. We got to understand the entire emotional driver yeah. behind this. It is not more square footage of yeah, shit yeah, exactly. In the backyard. <laughs> it's not yeah. that at all. This is about having a space that they're comfortable in, so they can entertain and they can expand their life as it is right yeah. now. So, uh, Ryan, I'd love to go into. I know you started yeah. at zero. 
right? And you now are a lot higher yeah. than that on your sales <laughs> for the year. So I'd love to I'd love to hear your story about how you go from you know zero dollars in in revenue and sales to well over, and I'm not going to put the number yeah. out there, it's a big number, how you got there so fast and how you built the confidence to be able to do that. Because you know, I'm telling you, I know, we both know how it is in the beginning when you're feeling yeah. that imposter kicking in. You're like, man, this is never going to work. Who's yeah. going to believe me? And then all of a sudden you start winning and you're like, holy crap, people are believing me. But that imposter exactly. comes back and he's kicking the door down often. So how do you get past that and build the confidence to go out and sell as much exactly. as you do? Exactly. So so as I, in 2016 still, as I started to gain some traction, um, I started to look deeper into the whole process of when that phone first rings all the way out to when hopefully that customer is writing you a check. Um, and as a company at Baylor Brothers, we sat down a lot and really zoomed in on the full pre-qualification process how to provide that customer the, the best experience. Um, Cause even if, even if they say no to you in the end, you still want that customer leaving like, Hey, I had a great experience with Ryan or any salesperson at Baylor brothers. You really want to make sure that that customer is still happy with what you provided them, even if they couldn't afford your service. So we started focusing first on the pre-qualification process. So rather than, running right out to that customer's house as soon as the phone rang we're like let's take a step back for a second we have all this technology at our fingertips like google earth gis data um a lot of houses are still on zillow or realtor so we, you can get a pretty good feel of that customer's backyard based on just the internet so if a customer would call in they say they wanted a, a patio pool maybe an outdoor kitchen we could pull up their property online um, get a sense of dimensions, the scale, what they currently had existing, if anything need to be removed. And then we could have a, a really detailed phone conversation with them. And I mean, these phone, these phone calls, they could be 30, they could be 45 minutes long. So when, when we're going to call a customer, we might say in the email, Hey, when do you and your wife or significant other have 30 to 45 minutes to talk with one of our outdoor living professionals? Cause we want to get a sense of what you're looking for. We want to give you ballpark pricing. We want to give you a sense of scheduling when we're booking projects for to see if that fits within your time frame. And overall, we just want to make sure we're a good fit for each other. And we kind of jive and get along cause we're going to be working together for a long time and exchanging a lot of money. So as we got into that process, we were having these phone calls and really just digging in deep with, with each homeowner. Um, we, we would sit on the phone and, and first, just let them talk, let them explain their full wish list. So they were basically selling themselves on this vision that they had for their backyard. Um, as they started to elaborate on it, we'd be writing everything down. We'd be maybe even making some some budgetary price numbers. Say so they wanted a fire pit. We'd write down X amount of dollars next to it. Kitchen island, X amount of dollars. So that as that person's talking and describing it to us, we can then provide them with rough preliminary numbers on what a project that size would be. Um, cause a lot of people, they don't know, they just, they're, they're out there. They want these really nice backyards. So we want to educate them on how much it might cost them for a project that size, just so they're aware of it. Um, and then once we start going through pricing, we then start talking about scheduling, like we'll say, Hey, Mrs. Smith, right now we're booking projects for eight months out. Um, would that fit into your timeline? A lot of people, they, they want the project done tomorrow, which unfortunately you can't fit everybody in. 
But these are all just little things that we do that helps these homeowners understand the full process and having a 30 minute phone conversation with them. A detailed phone conversation is going to save a two hour onsite appointment if that customer is not a big fit for us. And the, the, the biggest thing that we want to make sure of is that when we were talking with these customers, we're really giving them a complete experience and educating them as much as possible. We don't want to just pick up the phone and say, hey, your project X amount of dollars, we're booking out this far, does that fit for you? Because that's just gonna leave a sour taste in their mouth. They're not gonna call you back. They're not gonna tell their friends to call you. Um, so the biggest thing is that pre-qualification process, just really educating that customer because it's gonna save you a lot of time in the long run. I mean, you're exactly right, dude. And I've, I found the exact same problem, you know, years ago trying to scale my altar living company was the fact that I was going on a lot of calls and I wasn't getting a lot of them to turn into actual right. paying clients, right? And I felt at back in those days that if they called me out of seven and a half yeah. billion people and they called me, yeah. I had to go out, right? I, if I said no to them, what would they say? They'd probably write me a bad review yeah. or some other bullshit yeah. I was working through, right? So once I realized that was all not real, and I realized that by taking our time and going through a prequal mm -hmm. process, right, actually taking them through, making sure they're a good fit, it's not only saving my time and my team's time, it's saving right. their time too. The customer doesn't want to waste time with someone that's not a good fit. I mean, if you're a fence installer and they want a backyard and you're like, well, maybe they want fence yeah. too, I'll go out and talk to them. And you spend a half hour talking about this whole backyard and, you're, and you start saying, you know, I, I only really install fence, but I'm here to see if I can help you with something else. Yeah. You've wasted your time. Yeah. And I know it's a dumb example, but you wasted your time and you right. wasted theirs too. And now they're pissed off because they just spent all this time. They took off exactly. of work. They whatever. They said no to something else yeah. to say yes to you. And now they have nothing to move right. forward with their problem, the solution to that problem. So it is so important to, to respect both sides, your time and their time. So pre-qualification is super important. Spending that time, you know, in, in our, in our um, Guest Express uh, sales system, you know, we talk a lot about the discovery call. And that's what you were alluding to, like spending 20 to 30 plus minutes in a, in a, a systematic way of making sure that we're going to be a great fit, making sure the exactly. numbers line up. Right to your point, like, hey, if they're saying fire pit, seating wall, uh, patio, pool, whatever, we're writing down what that might cost, and then having the budget conversation yeah. on the phone, like, say, guys, look, you know, this is going to cost you between fifty and yeah. seventy-five thousand. Um, you know, right. will that work for you? And if they say, well, yeah, that sounds about exactly yeah. what we we're expecting. Sweet, yeah. let's go out and talk to them. But if you're sitting there thinking, or, or they're saying in their mind, because you're not having this conversation, because this is again how I used to do it. I did all these <laughs> dumb things when I was younger. Anyway, I was like, I don't want to have that conversation yeah. around budget. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pretend yeah. like it's not a thing, and I'm just going to be like, yeah, we can do that for you. Go out, we'll do a design. It's only five hundred bucks for a design back then. That sounds good. Do it. And right, you know, the check. And I'm like doing a design. And I'm like, all right. Guys, I'm so excited to put, to show you this design. I've been working on it for weeks. I want to make this like this is just out of the park to the nines. It's amazing. Here's what it is. It's $125,000, but it has everything right. that you told me you wanted. And then I see the the energy. I feel the energy in the room <laughs> yep. shift. The faces shift and contort. And they're like, exactly. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And they're like, um. We only wanted to spend yeah. twenty five thousand. Like, are you an idiot? Everything you asked for obviously right. costs more exactly. than twenty five thousand dollars. So, why did you mislead me? Why did you tell me I'm the victim now? Right? That's what I'm playing now. Right? Like, why did you mislead me? You asked for all those things. You obviously know what they cost right. because I do. Yep. <laughs> How many yeah. times have we been through that? Right? And then we got to stop and we got to think. You know what, Ryan? 
people only do outdoor living design or installation maybe once right. or twice in a lifetime. How could they possibly exactly. know what these things cost? They're flipping through Instagram and Facebook and they see these pictures and they, they assign a number to them based on yeah. who the hell yep. knows what, right? And if we don't have that conversation right. early, if we don't have that conversation around budget, you know, in, in that discovery call, before we ever put boots on the ground or spend the t- their time or our time together, we don't have that conversation to make sure we're on at least in right. the same ballpark. You know, we're, we're all in the stadium yeah, yeah. playing football, right? Instead of someone yeah. showing up with a tennis racket, <laughs> exactly. that's not going to work, right? So let's have that conversation, make sure we know what sport we're playing and that we're playing yeah. at the right level here. Uh, and then we can go further and engage and, and get deeper yeah. into the relationship, making sure that it makes sense. But the, the budget conversation is something that so many, including myself, was I, like a snake kind of squeezed away from all the time, figuring if I could just show them a really exactly. cool design, they're going to exactly. say yes to it. And the problem is yeah, most yep. of them didn't <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over because I didn't realize back then. And I realize this now, but the clients are looking for three things in the beginning. Listeners write this down. Three things. Yep. How much is it going to cost me? Who's going to build it? Yeah. And what's it going to look like? And not right. exactly in that order. Everybody's different, but those are the three things they care about. So if in that call, you can get deeper into those three things. And when you meet with them, the same thing, then later on in the design, yeah. you can show much more detail, but understanding, listening to the words, giving them a sense of what it's going to cost. You can through words, explain what it's going to look like or show a portfolio or kind of look at this. This is kind of what this would look like. Are we on the same page? Then who's going to build it? Well, if you're the one building, you're standing there. If not, then start talking yeah. about the crews that are going to build it. Those are the three things that are deep in their soul that they won't right. typically ask but they need to have answered. And if your sales process is not answering those questions in a way that they can see the value in it for them, not for you, for them, you're going to be having a lot more no's than yeses. Trust me, both Ryan and I have realized (laughs) this the hard way. We still have the bruises from all that, but nobody taught us. I I can't tell you the number of appointments I've been on. And this is something we always joke around with at at the Baylor Brothers office is we all think we're going to go out there and, and draw this incredible design and, and talk the perfect talk and just win this customer over. But at the end of the day, if if the customer can't afford it, they can't afford it. So if if you can still provide them top of the line yeah. experience over the phone and like you're saying, save yeah. their time, save our own time, all parties are going to be a lot more appreciative of it. But also once you do land that appointment, oh, yeah. you're going to be even more excited because you already gave the customer pretty good pricing over the phone. They know what the scheduling is. So you, it's a, a very, very good chance you're going to land that job. So that's what um. And how much more confident are you when you go out and engage a client after you've had a deep conversation with them? Because you know you're spending your time well and all of that. So how much more confident exactly. are you when you it go out there and meet with them? It takes to a whole new level. Whole new level. And yeah, then one thing, so, so we wanted to take so. that to the next level too. And um, at, at Baylor Brothers, there, there was four salespeople at the time. One of them was the owner, Tom Baylor. So we spent a lot of time on on developing this process, having various speakers come into the office and just really trying to educate us so we could optimize our time, but most importantly, give the customer the best experience possible. One thing we did to to take it to the next level is we're like, if we're going to go out to this homeowner's house, we want to provide them with as much detail as possible. We're going to provide them with uh, a hand sketch design, labeled rough dimensions, all to scale. We're going to provide them with a complete price breakdown, material background, so they have a, an exact example of what their project's going to be. Um, so we're like, we could do two options, and this is what we're having a conversation on the phone at the end of the pre-qualification process. We're telling them, hey, we can have you guys here into our showroom. 
we we just remodeled the showroom probably three years ago now i think we have a brand new showroom tons of outdoor features on display tons of examples of pricing we can sit down here at my desk we can put together a design based off of satellite imagery and really just get in depth in the design process or we can come out to your house completely educate you on the design that you're looking for we're going to provide you with the design that day we're going to provide you with material options and we're going to provide you with a complete quote um, on-site appointments take typically about two hours, but we do charge $250 to come out to your house. So then we were putting a whole new dynamic into the pre-qualification process. We were telling customers, hey, you can come to our showroom. We can sit down here for free. We can go over design options. You can see materials. Or if we come out to your house, we're going to spend about two hours with you, completely educate you on this process, and it's going to cost you money. So they're really putting kind of more skin in the game where they're going to say, all right, well, if, if we're going to have Baylor Brothers out to our house, we're going to pay for it because we already know the pricing of this project. We know the scheduling works. Why not pay that 250? It's going to go towards our project anyways. So then when we're meeting with that customer, it's, it's almost a guarantee that they're going to sign on with us. And we found just an incredible increase in our closing ratio. Um, but again, the biggest thing that I can't stress enough is you want to educate that homeowner as much as you can over the phone. So when they're talking to you, they feel like they're learning from you and, and getting information. They're not just calling someone who's too snobby to come out to their house unless you're writing them a check. You want to make sure that, hey, you're you're telling this client everything they need to know. You're answering all their questions. And that's why you're able to charge a premium for for the service that you guys are offering. Right. I mean, you're, you're hitting on something that is so fundamental when it comes to a great trust relationship. And that's really what we're building, right? We're building trust. We're building rapport because when they trust you, there's a higher likelihood they're going to move forward, like I said before. So you're offering what's called a value first proposition, right? You're offering value before you're ever paid. Instead of it being like, I got nine people a call today. So I mean, I'm just going to go through and say, hey, it's Joshua, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Joshua, yeah. what do you want? Nine times. And, and hope like how somebody says, you know, like, how about we... First screen a bit in the beginning, see if they even want what yeah. we have, and then schedule a time, 20, 30 minutes or so with yeah. each one and go deep with them. Possibly even send them out a questionnaire ahead of time to see if exactly. they want to put a little skin in the game. Are they just looking for a pulse? You know, are you, is that what, is that what they're looking for in a contract yeah. or someone yeah. with a pulse and a shovel? Or are they looking for you yeah. specifically? Because there's a difference, right? If they're coming for Baylor Brothers yeah. or they're coming for Master Plan, you know, they're coming because they like what they see or they've heard or whatever it might be. So now it's like, what's the process yeah. for me to get what I want, right? Yeah. That the end result. Um, but if they're just looking like, right. I just want the cheapest price or I just want another estimate for one of my three and put yeah. it in my portfolio and look at it. Do right. you really want to be part of that? You know, to, to figure that out early is important. Yeah. So value first yeah. separates you immediately because most won't. Most are just tired because they're, they're, they're owner managers, right? They're, they're out in the field and they're yeah. doing the thing all day long, digging trenches, planting bushes, that kind of stuff. And coming home right. and trying to balance a family, trying to balance life, trying to balance all of those things. And then you've got this insatiably long list of other things right. you need to do, like phone calls and getting back to clients. And it becomes a thing. So you know, one of the first things that I had to figure out was, okay, right. what's my first hire, right? As a designer, eventually when I left the design man or design building and design manage, I was like, what's the first hire? I said, it has to be someone who their only focus is yeah. to take care of the customers because I can't be there. I'm managing projects. I'm designing all that. So that's when, when I hired Becky and she came on and she, her main objective in the beginning is to just make sure every yeah, client exactly. feels like their family and brings them in and gets that phone call right back. And we answer because 
all of this, listeners, all of this, you can take yeah. that pencil back out again. <laughs> Write this one down. It's all about setting expectations. Right. You've heard me say it a hundred times. If you can set an expectation with a client and deliver at or above that expectation over and over and over again, right. you immediately build trust. Yep. That's what they're looking for. When, when they're hiring or calling a contractor or someone to work around their house, their expectation of the experience yeah, yeah, is yeah. toilet. <laughs> you know, when it comes down to it, they're expecting junk. They're expecting somebody to yell at them, show yeah. up late, torn yeah. jeans, what do you want? Yeah. That kind of mentality. Um, so all you have to do to be exactly. different is to care. Exactly. To care enough to say, look, I'm going to be there at six o'clock and you're there and you don't have to dress in a suit. It's not the yeah. point. Go there clean. Go there like you actually yeah. mean and care. Uh, that you know that you're going to give them a great experience, and if you're going to meet them at exactly. six, be there five minutes early. Walk up, knock on a door, have a nice conversation yep. with them, sit down and yep. get the business right. Setting those expectations. If you say that your you know your consultation fee is two hundred fifty bucks, don't get to the door, get pissed off at the exactly. guy and tell him it's five hundred bucks, you know, or or change stuff. Or if you told him a design what your design fee or, or deposit is going to be on the phone, and you get there and you say that's no, going to be yep. twenty five hundred bucks, yep. whatever, whatever your number is, fill in the blank. Um, and you get there, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, it's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Right. It's going to be five grand now. Immediately, their expectation was 2,500 because yeah. you gave it to them. And then you get there and you ask for a ton more. Now, if there's a good explanation for it, because oh my goodness, no one ever said you're doing the front of the yeah, house exactly. in the neighbor's house too. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's going to be different. But, yep. but in general, if you say something, right. stick with it. Become a man or woman of your word. And you're going to find a lot more sales yeah. immediately from that alone. Be there on time. Yep. Do what you say you're going to do. That's simple. It doesn't take yep. much more than that to build trust. So just be very aware of how many yeses you're giving people. And when you're giving them exact specifics like numbers or times, be spot right. on or better than them. That alone changes the game for you because they're like, you know what? He wasn't the cheapest price, but he has been spot on. He said he's going to give me a proposal by Friday. Yeah, exactly. I got it by Friday. I wasn't calling him, chasing him down. Dude, you said Friday. It is exactly. Monday of the next week. Where is it? What do you think they're thinking in their head when you told them Friday? Because it sounded good, but you knew there's no way that was going to happen or you forgot about life because yep. that gets in the way too, right? So if you can't deliver, tell them it's going to be Tuesday yep. or Wednesday or a following week. Yep. Just stick to your damn word. It's amazing how that simple fact will exactly. change everything. That's what people are looking for when they're trying to build trust with you. They're trying to figure right. out if you're lying or not. And the way you get rid of that problem exactly, is yeah. by not lying. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty simple, right, Ryan? Just, I'm going to have it by Friday. Yeah. You will get it by Friday. Now, if something crazy happens in your life, you call them on Thursday and say, guys, I know I promised this on Friday, but my cat died and I have this entire yeah. thing I got to do with the kids tomorrow. I yeah. will have this Keep to you by Monday morning. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay to do that. But don't tell them Friday and then like, my cat died. I can't get this done. So yeah. I'm just going to wait till Monday. I don't yeah, want to yeah. call them and seem like a failure. So I'm just going to show up Monday with it or whatever. And they're like, well, dude, you said Friday. You've immediately exactly. lost trust, exactly. not gained trust. And I can't tell you the number of times that customers have told me, yeah, I met with this other contractor. He never got back to me. He never sent me an estimate. He never sent me a design. He just disappeared. So it, that is just a tremendous, yep. tremendous key point where if you can deliver on the expectations that you're setting, or over um under sorry over promise un, under deliver over what am i trying to say here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i exactly. know what you would do even if you can't over, say it. <laughs> under promise over deliver that's all i'm going for 
that. But yeah, if yeah, you can if perfect. you can meet those expectations <laughs> and 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 hit the nail right on the head, the customer you're gonna develop a level of trust with that yeah. homeowner that is just gonna take you to the next level and make you stand apart from maybe the other landscapers that they're meeting with or other designers that they're trying to meet with. And you know what? And then price exactly. isn't the main focus anymore. And and it's not for everyone, Ryan. We've all had these clients where the number's the number. For them, they would they would take the guy that never did this before yeah. because he's a nickel cheaper because they have to exactly. win. For them, it's a price game. And you're, you're never going to get around yeah. those people. They're, they're going to be there. But our clients, the ones we truly want to work with, those are the people exactly. that see a value in relationships. Yep. They see a value in trust. They see a value in a certainty you bring into an uncertain world because right. there's nothing certain about what we do. As soon as we break into the ground on any project, yeah, exactly. anything can pop out, right? So it is, it is, we're trying to bring certainty to an uncertain world. It's uncertain yeah. service, an uncertain industry, things that always go yeah. wrong in contract and they're expecting that, right? So when it comes down to it, if you can be yeah. a man or woman of your word, you build trust. That trust automatically separates you and allows you to ask right. for the value that you truly possess. And not have to exactly. worry about cutting price left and right. So yeah, I can yeah. stand this topic with you all day, Ryan. But I'd love to get to here quick before we wrap up. You know, you went from zero to a number yeah. I alluded to before we never got there. And I'd love to have you tell the listeners from someone who went through everything yeah. we just talked about for the last 45 minutes to where you are now. Tell me a little bit more about like what your sales look like for the year and, and, and how Yeah. So last year you've I closed grown. out sales at Baylor Brothers, uh, a little over five million. Um, and that's annual sales, which which really developed, like I was saying, through that pre-qualification process, building the trust with that homeowner to getting out to their house, listening to what that homeowner is telling you. First, providing them exactly what they're asking for, getting that on paper, showing them what that looks like and giving them pricing associated with that so that you delivered on your promises, you gave them exactly what they're asking for. Now you have this great relationship with that homeowner. And then that's when you can start taking it into the next phase of design with with 3D drawings and really just blowing them away. So maybe your first 3D drawing is exactly what they asked for, but then maybe you show them another alteration where you have those bells and whistles on there to take their backyard to that next level. Um, and that's where I found just really slingshotted my sales upward because now I was saving a tremendous amount of time because I was pre-qualifying all of these customers over the phone. So I was taking what could have been a two hour onsite appointment and I was compressing it down to a 30 minute phone call to make sure that they're a right fit for me. And then once I had this relationship, then I could start developing these incredible designs and just really selling that homeowner on their dream backyard. Um, what I found. But you focused exactly. on relationship first, not a transaction, not a, Hey, I gotta get out there to you know try to win this win this battle you you started exactly. with relationship and caring first you know and there's there's a there's a saying that we run by here at master planets you know mm -hmm. give them what they've asked for but then yeah, show them exactly. what they could have and oftentimes the design lands somewhere yeah. in the middle or on the higher side so yeah. it's like look i heard you but it wouldn't be exactly, right if i yeah. didn't show you what <laughs> yep. could be right and the next thing you know the project goes up 10 20 50 100 in value for the client they're like holy moly i never thought that. i was just thinking of that walkway and patio like you mentioned earlier but that's sitting exactly. on fire pit would be exactly really freaking cool. and you don't need to overwhelm the client all at once too you might a, a perfect example well kind of perfect example but a little bit of an outlier last year i was working on a project went out to this customer's house they wanted a small swim spa patio retaining wall and I delivered exactly that, gave them exactly what they needed. 
they wrote me a check that day while I was sitting with them. At that time, we were booking 12 months out. So we had plenty of time to work through design with this homeowner. So a few months passed, um, just touched base with the homeowner as I was developing their design. And the, the project kept evolving because I was very casually showing the customer different add-ons that they could add, maybe a, a louvered pergola or maybe an outdoor kitchen with a bar, water feature, stuff like that. And just really taking my time with it, explaining to them each feature and how it could transform their space. And that that project that the original contract was $75,000 ended up growing to over $450,000 based on a very easygoing trust building relationship where we just slowly developed this design. If I went to that homeowner, you hard sold them, right? Exactly. You went in there yeah. and said, you need to have this. Exactly. You have to have this. You have to have this, if, right? If That's what you did, right? If I went to the first day with a, a $450,000 contract, they probably would have just fell right over in their driveway yeah. and, and I never would have heard from them again. Because exactly. you let them build the project. You were the hands. You were the detective to figure out what they wanted. In their mind, it was exactly. this, but they, what they really wanted was that. And we're here to yep. guide them. That's all we ever are as guides, right? So we guide them. Yeah. And sometimes it grows and sometimes it shrinks. At the end of exactly. the day, it's what's best yeah. for the it's, client. It's really building that trust. And just once you have that trust, then you can start exploring different avenues to really show them the maximum potential of their backyard. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, we got to yep. wrap up here, but I have a question for you. So if I was, what kind of, I'm trying to frame this in a way that makes sense. So if, uh, what advice do you have for any young designers or designers out there that might be struggling right now that uh, maybe it was wisdom that was you know given to you or something you learned along the way, something that really shifted it for you? Uh, is there something that comes to mind that you can speak into? Our yeah, so for, for wisdom, I mean, I had, um, I had an incredible opportunity to work for the Baylor Brothers, so I had these incredible mentors above me. I mean, a, a lot of people across the U.S. have, have heard about the Baylor Brothers. Um, a lot of people know Phil Baylor with Pave Tool. Oh yeah. So I mean, I just had really just this mm -hmm. tremendous, tremendous um, network around me every single day that I could reach out to with questions. If if I was designing something but I wasn't sure how it was actually going to be built, I could reach out to Josh or Steve or Phil to figure out how it would be constructed or if pricing was something I was struggling with or, or logistics on how something might work on paper, I could reach out to Tom and really get some good feedback. So I, I really had a, a tremendous network all around me every day. So what I would tell people is don't ever hesitate to, to reach out to other designers or contractors. I mean, we, we're so blessed to have the social media all around us every day where I could reach out to someone in California right now with just a couple clicks of a button if I had a question about something. So always, always, um, if you ever have a question, just always reach out to other people. There's, there's so many contractors in this industry that are willing to help. Um, you could, you could have a conversation and just really develop a relationship with someone who might be all the way on the other side of the country. And you guys could bounce ideas off each other to, to learn from one another on your downfalls or your hardships. Um, so definitely always, always reach yeah. out. I mean, message, message other contractors that are similar to your size, um, message other designers, um, just take advantage of all the resources you have right at your fingertips. No, I love that Ryan, because so often, you know, in this world of contracting areas and even just being a man in general, we feel like an Island, right? We feel like we've got to figure it all out ourselves. And then we beat ourselves up when we don't, or we feel like we're not smart enough or whatever it might be. And I found all that to be bullshit, but I thought that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's when I finally started reaching out to people and started saying, you know, my biggest question was, man, why would they talk to me? I'm nobody. Why would they talk to me? 
You know the crazy part, dude? When I finally got over that bullshit and I started to talk to people, the next thing you know, that it's like, no, the ones that are truly winning, the true winners, are like, you know what? I can't wait to give back. I want to teach others what I've learned, exactly. right? It's the whole give back. Each one teach one mentality, right? Yep. And our goal is to grow so we have more to give. And that's what yep. a true uh, mentor, like the Baylor brothers, incredible family, yep. um, you know, they just want to give. They just want exactly. to help. They just want to pour their knowledge in other people. And you know what? Most of them will do it for little or no money. They just, yeah. it's not about that for them. For them, it's like, well, maybe I can help that that young man or that young woman, you know, uh, go through life a little less bouncy than I did because I can yeah. teach them something, right? Yep. But you're exactly right. Mentors and coaches and others in our industry, um, there's just such a treasure trove of information that we can all, and thank goodness to your point about social media, because yeah. we can really, we have access to people we never have access for just geographically. We can just type it in and go. Yeah. Uh, so if the listeners out there, if you have somebody that you see on social media or that you're just struggling with something that you see that they've kind of figured out, reach out to them. Yeah. Hit them up yeah. on Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, whatever. You're going to be surprised. The right ones, the ones that are truly out to help people are going to respond. Yeah. They're going to be, they're going to feel it's a privilege to respond to you. Not that you're exactly. a burden to them. It's a huge difference. So exactly. And that's what I tell contractors all across the U.S. too. Cause when I'm, when I'm talking to various contractors, for my own company, King Landscape Design, and and we're going through the full process just like we've been discussing. Mm-hmm. Even if that contractor can't afford the services that I offer, I always tell them if, if you guys ever have questions when you're on site or meeting with the homeowner about design or the sales process, message me anytime. We can yeah. we can chat, we can text, we can email, phone calls, anything that I can do to to help repay all the mentors that I've had around me. I just yeah. want to give that back to other people because. Not everyone has the opportunity that that I was blessed with. So I want to make sure that I'm able to give that back to other people who who are maybe in my shoes right now and they want to kind of go down their own journey. I love it, dude. I love it. So how can people find you, Ryan? So people can find me on Instagram um, at King Landscape Design, uh, Facebook at King Landscape Design. Uh, feel free to message me anytime. Um, my email is on there as well. So if, if you guys ever have any questions, you can reach out anytime and, and I'm, I'm pretty quick to respond back. I appreciate that, Ryan. And, you know, guys, take him up on that. Ryan, is, he's come a long way. He's, he's, uh, he's out there killing it, changing a lot of lives, changing a lot of backyards. And, um, you know, he's actually going to be speaking this year at Outdoor Living Mastery here in Morgantown, yep. Pennsylvania in February, uh, late February this year. So if you haven't seen that event, you can go to OutdoorLivingMastery.com and you can take a look at that. He'll be speaking there on this exact topic and sharing with you know with you guys some of the different processes they go through in order to make sure they get the right client and exactly how to listen to them to get that design just right. So That's Ryan, I appreciate exactly. you coming on the the show today and I appreciate yeah, all for the- having me. Absolutely. And, and, you know, appreciate you bestowing all your knowledge on us as you've grown and uh, listeners out there. Don't be afraid to reach out. I mentioned it before. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody, whether it's Ryan or myself or someone else that you've been watching on social media, reach out. And if you've got a question or something that you've seen them solve that you have the same problem, you're gonna be surprised by how many are actually going to respond and help you. We've got an incredible industry, an incredible group of people who are just salt of the earth wanting to help each other. You're always going to have some of those trolls on the online that are going to try to be yep. idiots. <laughs> that they're always there. They're everywhere. They're right? But there. my point is, they're a minority. They just seem louder. Yep. The majority of people are are just incredibly uh, gifted and incredibly helpful out there. So don't be afraid to reach out. So guys, thanks for listening this week, and we'll talk to you next week again. <laughs>